0: Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown, and by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com. Welcome to Radio 5G Other Voices. Our goal in these shows are to, is to introduce different voices discussing subjects we think you will find informative. This show will air on March fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. The first show is, we have had, we presented these people before. Michael Jacko is interviewing Ricardo Bossi from Australia One. Ricardo is a true patriot and astute at seeing what is behind current events. The same can be said of Michael Jacko, who maintains a very successful podcast that you can hear on Rumble at Michael J. 5326. In this discussion, Bossy focuses on both Australia and the United States to demonstrate how both nations are facing the same set of actions that's bringing them both into being controlled by people who perceive themselves as gods. Neither man doubts the end game is being played. Both explain why they believe the good guys and the free human race will win. The dark side has already found themselves losing on all fronts. They are threatening a nuclear war. The second show is from Rumble's FCB space D3 code one word. And the person talking identifies himself simply as FCB. The goal of his broadcasts podcasts, is to, quote, decode the latest truth news and much more using Q-drops, end quote. The Q-drops are a series of posts made during the Trump presidency. They have hidden messaging that turns out to be somehow linked with detailed knowledge of future events. I know that sounds really out there, but the data is there. Those events are now happening. So things that the QAnon posted, I don't know what the date was. I wasn't paying attention to that. But it started out, they found that posts that were made four years before the current date, which were confusing four years ago, now are like a detailed blueprint of what is happening. So they announced it. And then four years later, boom, on the same date, things are happening. And so this FCB looks at those uh, Q on posts and goes back to the date that they were posted to see if it has relevance into what is happening right now. And those events are now happening, and FCB shows how they tell us the threat of nuclear war is theater, allowed to proceed in continuing the effort to wake people up. So both of these shows are uplifting while bringing in some awful truths home. Thank you for listening, be safe, be blessed, and think positive.
1: Hello everyone, it's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined today by Ricardo Bosi, and we're going to talk about
2: some uh, interesting things. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for your kind invitation and good morning or good afternoon, rather, to uh, our good friends in the U.S. Uh, We have a a very warm, many of us have very warm feelings towards you and particularly as we move forward into this brave new world. And we can talk about this later, but we uh, we can see the need for a constitutional convention. And I lean heavily on your founding fathers um, for the genius work that they produced way back when. And so that's what we see coming into the future. But thanks so much. But a bit of background on myself. 24 years in the Australian Army. In fact, I was just a few weeks shy of 25 years. Um, worked in uh, not only special forces as, as uh, in the Special Air Service Regiment, Commando Regiment, the headquarters. I was in the Joint Task Joint Combined Task Force in Kuwait for a bit, as well as uh, mechanized infantry. Like many of the guys, you spent a lot of time in a lot of places doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Great fun. Uh, then I re- uh, retired. After that, and uh, established my own consulting firm, Lionheart Australasia, consulting the large corporates on uh, leadership strategy innovation. Also have consulted internationally on uh, business continuity in the oil and gas industry, Thailand, Philippines, Pakistan, uh, Italy, a few other places around the planet. And then uh, was asked to go to the United Arab Emirates and uh, was contracted to their Special Operations Command to help uh, develop their capabilities. And I did high level strategic planning frameworks, capability development frameworks to help systematize what they're actually doing. And at the other end of the scale, the commander called me in and said, I'd like you to raise our capability of the soldiers. And then um, uh, we did that. We trained them up and deployed with them to the Afghan 11, 2011, 2012. I I'm trying to remember now. I know my wife was pregnant with one of our daughters at the time. Uh, and so we but a few trips with them uh, in the Afghan came back to Oz and had a look around at Australia. And you know what it's like when you've been away in our case for five years, you see it with, with, with great clarity, how things have degraded. And from the moment we landed at the airport, the airport was dirty. I mean, I've landed at third world countries where the airport was better than mascot in Sydney. And then bit by bit, we saw that everything was falling apart. Uh, We put the girls in a nice Catholic school down the road and just as quickly pulled them out when we realized the principal and, Everybody else was into this strange agenda that we had no uh, no truck with, let's just say. And we started homeschooling. But we realised somebody had to step up and save the country. And so mm-hmm. we started uh, Australia One. And this is now where we're facing... I'm facing my fifth election in under four years. Coming up as we... It's like uh, different innings. And we're in the fifth innings and we're getting tired. But we're, I think we're going to start hitting some home runs very, very shortly. The time... The time is right, the people love our message, and it 's neither left nor right in your case democrat republican it 's now about right and wrong, and that's our motto and we attract we attract hard hearted union leaders as well as uh, straight back conservatives in blue blazers, because the message that we 're creating for this country is just so attractive to everybody that 's the one thing they do see they do see this country is is going to hell in a handbasket, both the the, uh, the left and the right and so we're we're not providing a middle ground we 're just providing a beautiful common sense view of what this country should be. And as you know, when you start a mission, what's the end state? That's everything. So we define the end state and that's what we work towards. So we're in great shape. We have tens of thousands of supporters around the country. We're driving forward as fast as we can, slowly waking up the people.
1: Well, that's fantastic. And uh, we were just talking before the show, how I, I came to Australia. I've been there several times. I work with the, uh, the SAS and uh, just had the most fantastic time. Uh, I I feel like the Aussies are my brothers and sisters, um, you know, because we just completely integrated, had the best of time. Uh, I think that was probably the highlight, one of the highlights of my whole career uh, coming down there and working with you guys. So uh, just had the same mindset, you know, uh, work hard, play harder. you know so uh <laughs> and then and then Absolutely. kind of like shift back and forth when you play a little bit too hard to come back okay we need to focus on work all right but uh that's that's totally the the mindset that we had as well and uh i mean just the the work ethic uh the the larger picture of what's going on in the world uh the Aussies were always my favorite so uh that's that's great to see that things are, are uh you know starting to move in the right direction i know uh i use i i would look at Austria and i like if they're getting away with this kind of clampdown in Australia, it's coming to America because we know that this these evil groups have basically infiltrated uh, and taken over our political systems and pretty much all of our systems. So it's, it's really a hard thing to, like, you know, push back and, uh, and get this turned around. Now, uh, from, from my background and my experience, you know, uh, 35 years, uh, 24 years in this, uh, Navy SEAL teams. Uh, at highest level, Sil team six, anti-terrorist group, and then into the CIA hunting terrorists for another uh, 11 years, you know, I got to see a bigger picture of what was going on in the world, uh, some behind the scenes, uh, you know, type of events. And uh, my remote viewing ability started to pop in a little bit and uh, things I've been trained in, you know, to kind of like push the envelope a little bit. So I uh, I really expanded and I started to see that, yeah, there's there's things out here in the world that most people aren't exposed to and uh, i think that's going to help a lot of people moving forward to uh, see that you know we have a bigger bigger uh, sight of what's going on and we can help we want to help uh, people to advance uh, and you're doing an amazing job of that
2: thank you just on your remote viewing because we were discussing on one of our interviews uh, a week or two back about fifth gen warfare, and General Mike Flynn put out a, a book on fifth gen warfare to help people understand what's going on. And I explained to people that, well, they're actually already into sixth gen warfare, and remote, remote viewing is a part of that. Mm. And where instead of having just the specialist do it, imagine an entire country. This is a p- the picture I painted. Imagine an entire country with the capacity to, through energetic means, actually defeat an adversary before it's even started. Right. And that's real sixth gen warfare at its most advanced. So it, it's, it never changes, as you know. In, in very lockstep sort of a way. But in this case, uh, your remote viewing is an interesting story because way back when I was a staff officer, one of the, uh, the Director General of Information Management, when I was doing my penance in Department of Defence, <laughs> driving a laptop, and I said to him, sir, look, we should, uh, I think we should be looking at this remote viewing. And he looked at me like I had two heads, and I realised that sort of I'd gone into an area where he just didn't, no, this is this is all witchcraft, don't touch it. And I said, no, look, obviously it's not true. (laughs) But if the Americans and the Russians are looking at it, maybe, maybe, maybe we should do the same thing. Anyway, I got a big pushback and I I took a back step after that. And I realized I'm not quite in the right area to advance this. But now, now that it's actually coming out, it's becoming more powerful. And, Mm. and we certainly tap into it here, uh, in, in selected areas in the country. It's something that's completely foreign to most Australians. And as I said to you before the show, many of us, uh, are aware of what's happening, but a larger percentage, um, we call them we call them orange hats. They just stare at the screen and whatever the screen says, they believe. And uh, and it's a it's a it's a tough process getting them to realise that the world in which they live isn't the world they were told about. It's not certainly not the one they grew up in. And uh, lie after lie after lie has been um, washed into their heads. Let's say. Yeah, and that, that first step, again, in, in management circles, it's called change management. There's a process to take them through, which which is largely accurate enough for what we're doing, but obviously we have to adjust for it. But the same process is there. We're going to say goodbye to the old world. But the the most challenging part is always for uh, anybody going through change is letting go of the old. Once you let go of the old, then you can spread your wings and start to fly. And it's it's almost literally like that, as you know. You take people through the process and they realise well, this isn't too bad. But getting the getting the bird to let go of that perch, <laughs> man, that is that is that is the tough tough moment, and I think that'll happen um, rather energetically, let's say, because the, the truth will be just so so clear, so in their face that they can't pretend it's not real. And you know, uh, let me just mention this one because again, this is one I mentioned at a, a rally recently, and uh, it's not an idea that's common in Oz, common around the rest of the world. And it's the idea of the Kazarian mafia who are running this 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 whole this whole show. And uh, somebody said to me, "Why are you leading this march from the Russian uh, consulate? You know, what's it got to do with Australia? What's it got to do with mandates? What's it got to do with COVID?" And I was talking about the Kazarian mafia and the fact that they're being taken out in uh, in uh, the Ukraine, and, and Vlad- Vladimir Putin is cutting off the head of the snake. And people thought, "Okay, what's the Kazarian mafia?" And now we go down this this rabbit hole of the Khazars and the, and the Russians who <laughs> I can't, was it, um, that 900 was it?
1: Yeah, 900? I think it was, uh, one of, one of the Vlad's one of the lads, I think, uh, you know, came in and basically told them, Hey, you guys got to like pick up one of these three, one of these three religions. Otherwise we're just going to annihilate you guys. And they're like, okay, we'll take Judaism. <laughs> and that was just a cover. So they can continue being Luciferians.
2: That's exactly it. And this is the part that people get confused about. So you're saying the Khazarians are the Jews. No. So why are the Jews so annoying? They're not. (laughs) The average Jew, the the original, and this is our understanding of it, the original Judaism, way back when, before it got mixed in with the Babylonian uh, nonsense and the Talmud. And that's why there's so much insanity in the Old uh, not the Old Testament, which is the Torah, which is slightly different. Even that's been mashed up. Uh, conf- conf- conflating a number of separate ideas, but go beyond that, where the original Judaism was was smashed with the the Babylonian nonsense, and that's where we had the, the child sacrifice and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it, I guess no. the Canaanites. There you go. And it's it's obvious to us, and we understand it that it's a it was a cover story because just to to put some flesh on the bone, the Khazarians were this awful race of people. And they were the, the identity, the original identity thieves. They would take travelers who were passing between East and West, mm-hmm. steal their identities, take their money, take everything and away they went. And they were into child sacrifice and blood drinking and the whole lot. Yep. And as you said, uh, the Russian leadership said, that's enough. You're a bad country. Pick, a, pick one of the, the three big religions um, or we'll annihilate you. They chose Judaism and then use that as the cover story, exactly as you said. And they penetrated every country. And even as a boy growing up, I said, why does everybody hate the Jews? Well, when you look into the history of the Khazars, it's pretty bloody obvious why you hate the Jews, but it's not the Jews. But again, in Oz, what they're trying to do is uh, put this divide in and say, and try to get this anti-Semitic nonsense going. And I think you described this as Abrahamic Judaism, which is very different to the Khazarian Judaism, which is the cover story. But they want to do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there are some bad guys running the show, without a doubt. But again. This, this speaks to the next part of, of the major thrust of what I try to inform people about. It's the leadership of all the groups that are the problem. It's not the Jews. It's the Jewish leadership. It's not the Catholics. It's the Catholic leadership. It's not the unions. It's the union leadership. It's not big business. It's big business leadership. That's always the problem. In Australia, unlike the U.S., same, Just almost we're slightly smaller geographically to the U.S., but uh, your population <clears throat> is you know 11 times ours. It's extraordinary, the scale. So we've got this very small population on a very large land mass concentrated on, this, on the, uh, the cities on the coast, and it's so easy to control. And so the polity, the bureaucracy, the judiciary, the constabulary, the military, big business, big unions, academia, media, every religious organisation have all been penetrated. And so it's easy to get to, to play the Australians because the average Australian, and we are the lucky country, we'd rather watch a game of football and have a beer and a barbecue then get too excited about just about anything. Now, that's a lovely characteristic to have, but it's also a terrible flaw if you're not careful. We don't have that on-the-front-foot energetic patriotism, which I so admire out of the Americans. We're going to change that. We're going to change that, by the way, when we get our new constitution, uh, as I said, leaning heavily on yours. But um, the leadership of this country is so bent and so penetrated, and the means by which, and this is another one of my supporting efforts, if not the main effort of our of our attack, is the uh, the Masonic filth the Freemasons? We call them the Masonic filth, mm-hmm. and they have their fingers in every pie. I'm not sure you can you can tell us about the US, but certainly in Australia because it's so easy to do. Because we have, um, for example, the New South Wales Police Force. Now, New South Wales is our largest and most uh, our most populous state, not our largest state, but certainly our most populous state. It's one of the largest police forces in the world. So in the US, you have many police forces. They're all very small. We have one large one. So if you get a piece of Masonic filth as a commissioner, and we've had plenty, they control just everything about everything that has to be controlled. And they work very closely then with the child protection agencies, which are not. They are connected in terms of child sex trafficking and Mm -hmm. satanic ritual abuse. And so you can control the whole world. So anybody with a legitimate complaint against a policeman, against a a religious order against a business or a union if the masonic filth is involved and they will be you'll never get any any satisfaction or well, there's no legal remedy that gets through in this country every judge is bent Everyone, and i'll be you know <clears throat> there's an old australian expression i'll bear my ass in burke street if you can prove me wrong um so that's that 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 uh, masonic um, infiltration of every aspect of life in australia is what grips us and we are making good headways against destroying them in the minds of the people. It's tough, but we're making good headway. Is it the same problem with you in the U.S., with the Masons? Oh, definitely, Secret definitely. Uh,
1: their, their, their symbols will be their downfall. That's one of the Q posts, uh, and that's that's what we see with a lot of the uh, Masonic symbolism, the the numbers and, and so forth. Uh, you can start to see the, their patterns. Uh, I've been reporting on their patterns. I look for their patterns. You know, they'll telegraph what they're going to do. They'll maybe have it come out in a movie. Maybe they'll come out, so they'll say something. Uh, they'll have a report that's like buried deep in a, in a news magazines or a paper. Uh, but they're, they're basically telegraphing because in their mind, if they tell you what they're going to do and you don't complain, then they have no karmic debt. Uh, that is changing because we're going to hold them accountable and they're not going to get away with all this stuff. So that's that's one of the things that I think that we're uh, helping people to see that, uh, you know, the symbolism. You look at uh, Washington, D.C., Uh, It's laid out all Masonic symbolism. Uh, You have the the Washington Monument, which is, you know, basically Egyptian type of, uh, you know, thing. And you have the obelisk around the world Uh, in Paris. uh, You have it in uh, um, London. And you have the Vatican. So they all have their obelisks. The obelisk is basically, you know, the, um, I guess, uh, Osiris. You know, uh, ISIS was able to put all the pieces back together, but the penis that was cut, he was basically cut in pieces. And to reproduce, she had to make a false one, a false penis, and she reproduced, and they they had Horus. So uh, that is what the symbolism is. So the symbolism will be their downfall. The symbolism, we look for their symbolism. Where are they doing it? Uh, I know in your capital, it's laid out with uh, um, symbolism as well. So once you start to uh, see the symbolism, you see their uh, their actions, how they speak, how they make their signs and all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, you start to say, OK, there's there's probably got some fishy stuff uh, going to happen here pretty soon. So that's that's what we're looking for. Uh, how, how about you guys? Are you, are you looking for the symbols as well?
2: Yeah, it's starting to come out. And in fact, there's a, an obelisk in Hyde Park in Sydney. That's a famous park in the center of the CBD. And there's an obelisk there. I remember as a as a young boy walking past with my mother and I said, What's that? She said, Oh, that's an obelisk. And I said, What's an obelisk? And she explained the Egyptian connection, not to the detail you just did, but I thought, oh, that's lovely. So when I saw them around the world, it didn't strike me as anything other than an interesting archaeological feature to put into public spaces. But we've since learned a lot. The uh, predictive programming, that telegraphing of their intentions. Can you explain your understanding? Because I've I've heard a few, that none of them are quite satisfactory. Why are they compelled to follow a rule when these people appear to have no rules i mean it, i find it odd that they should adhere to any rule at all mm-hmm. especially one where they are required to uh, to allegedly get our consent
1: yeah and that that understanding of their uh, their tactics as as we like to look at things uh gives us a better understanding of how to defeat them so in their minds they're they're gods they're not the god they are gods and that's what lucifer when he fell he basically why do I have to like abide by God's rules when I can be my own God? So he fell, uh, and other angels fell with him. Uh, the fallen angels. So they have you know dispersed, and they've in- impacted uh, a lot of these groups. These groups aspire to be gods themselves. Uh, so all of them are gods. So as a god, uh, what they put out, uh, if no one objects to it. Then it's it's okay for them to do whatever they want to do, whether it's child sacrifice, whether it's like the Canaanites did, uh, and and do the adrenochrome and all the crazy stuff that they do. Now it's I I love that we're we're able to share this information because most people don't still are not quite on board with this. Although I started putting it out about two years ago, maybe about three now. I remember my the first woman uh, that was like totally into this. She had been helping a lot of people. She's like. No one's, no one's going to listen to this. I'm like, they'll listen on my program. And then from that point on, it just started spreading, 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 spreading. You know, there's other people share this information too. So it's, it's worldwide. Now people are discussing it. People are aware of it. Maybe they don't still don't believe it, but uh, that is one of their foundations because they believe if they, you know, imbibe the blood of a child that has been, uh, you know, terrorized, the adrenaline goes into the blood. And that gives them youth. That gives them uh, energies. I've had, I've actually had someone uh, on to speak about that. Has actually done Adrenochrome. Uh, and he said that he was he was able to do the remote viewing uh, on a on a unbelievable level. Go back in time, actually be in, in a different time, a different timeline, all kinds of crazy stuff. So this is the stuff that they want to achieve to be like gods. And to uh, act like gods and have everybody bow down and worship them. If they don't get that, like they're doing right now with the, um, the, basically the vaccination program, they're going to exterminate as many as they can of us so that they can get control of us again.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's an extraordinary little journey to go down. And I'm glad we're, we're discussing this because it doesn't get much airplay. I'm, you know, I find myself answering questions like, "What's your policy on plastics?" To which I answer, "We're going to put it over the heads of the pedophiles." Next question, please. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I guess that's my way of saying, I'm not playing in the shallows. This is this is a mature game for adults. We've really right. got to step up a whole new level. Um, and the uh, the um, the whole satanic aspect. Again, it was this. Now this was reported. In mainstream press, both the uh, the printed press and on TV, back in the, I think it was the most recent one I found, was about somewhere in the 80s, mid-80s, and satanic ritual abuse was on, on, on our version of 60 Minutes and it wasn't unusual to find claims of satanic ritual abuse in the printed press and then it just evaporated. You, you couldn't find it ever again. And so raising it now, 30, 40, 30 years later, you sound like a loon. And as I explained to when I when I do my presentations and I dive into this area, particularly when I did a presentation recently, the three city tour we did uh, Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney's, and each mm-hmm. each presentation was continuing on for the previous one, and I went through the detail of the one of the companies that produces Adrenochrome, and I read a line out, uh, which which shocked everybody and and made some I guess draw breath because it said uh, you know if you believed in your staff as much as you believe in your God, because they were threatening death if they didn't follow the procedure properly. And I stopped and I said to the crowd, look, you don't have to believe in the devil, but they certainly do. And that's how they respond. And you've got to, when you're in a battle, the other side gets a vote on the outcome and you've got to pay attention to who they are, what, right. what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's good that we're diving into this area, particularly for Australia, because we're now at that point where we need to accelerate. Because as, as you know, certainly uh, the reveals are coming thicker and faster. Yeah. We recently saw Matt Hancock, who was the secretary for in the United Kingdom, in the uh, Brit Parliament. He was the Secretary for Health and Social Services, I think, whatever. And his uh, emails were exposed. Uh, as a series of emails between him and his uh, media advisor saying, when is the next strain going to be released, the next strain of the COVID? Which is, this is the smoking gun. This is a smoking Gatling gun. This is a smoking, you know, spectre gunship. I mean, you can't move for the smoke. This is evidence that they know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. it. It is the proof that it's a fraud. But proof, not in a technical sense, because there's, there's acres of information there, but in something that the, the average punter out there that's just too busy with life to actually get a hold of and say, did you see what he just said? And there's a, there's a lovely warning to the rest of the filth out there, the Masonic filth, which I love to give them. Give, there's one piece of advice to them. That's run, because when uh, Robert David Steele, <laughs> and, uh, I like him. I hope he's in protective custody and didn't I actually... Yeah, <laughs> when he put out that piece about you make the uh, make the deal, MF or there's a bullet in the back of the head. When he said that they have everything, and that's just great news. They and this is a, a warning I put out to all the filth out there. Every website you've ever visited, every SMS you've ever sent or received, every phone call you've ever made, they have it, and they will take you down step by step. In fact, last year it was about this time last year. A bit earlier no no it was about uh february early february last year our government announced a series of counterterrorism exercises on both the east and west coast starting in february no surprise there ending in december and i just burst out laughing and i said and i and people asked me why i was laughing and i said ladies and gentlemen you've got to understand the military is either on exercise or on operations there's nothing in between okay And if you're on exercise, no exercise goes for 10 months. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. So if you're not on exercise, you must be on, and I'd let them put the last piece of the puzzle in. And so we know that for the last 10 months that ended in December, there have been some uh, soft knocks, let's say, on doors, and the deal has been made. Not the hard knocks because they didn't want any of that. No. And uh, and one by one by one, more and more of the problem children in Oz have been under control. Not everybody and not enough, but that's – we understand they've got certainly got enough to, to start um, directing the lower levels of the black hats without the black hats knowing that they're being directed by white hats, and that's happening more and more as they work their way down. And so, what the uh, the people are seeing is what was intended by the black hats, but it doesn't come to fruition. Not all of them, anyway. Some do, some don't. There was the uh, the World Health Organization constitution that was going to run the entire planet. Uh, beginning about this time last year. And lo and behold, 27 African nations decided against it. So it didn't get passed. And I just, again, I laughed. And somebody said, Why? And I said, Well, if you want to control African politics, you turn up with a big bag of gold and you'll get whatever you want. And so 27 African leaders were given these bags of gold and they said no. And it never went ahead. That was the apparent reason why it didn't go ahead. You know, you and I both know it didn't go ahead because it was never going to go ahead. But the white hats had to show the black hats what was intended for them. I think. What has shocked the White Hats a little is how slow the people are to move. I think they we're we're certainly genuinely shocked that no matter how egregious the crimes are, people sit back and say, okay, and they're just wanting to change the channel to see what else is on. They haven't actually woken up. But I think that's going to change now with the the revelation that they have been dealt with contract aides they have myocarditis pericarditis um they they believe that they have a death sentence now many do and there's not there's some that we will not save many will be saved though because we know there'll be access to technologies um and even just better nutrition that's going to save a lot of the uh, the people but the fact that they uh they believe that they are now on death sentence that i think this is going to see an acceleration of the waking up process
1: yeah i agree and uh i was just reading recently there was a. Uh... Uh, nursing home there in uh, Australia where uh, 24 people had died and uh, some of the el- elderly, there are there. And normally, you know, maybe three, maybe four at the most. Uh, and, but they were all vaccinated. Only one of them died of COVID. And so they're refusing to give out information about, you know, what they died of. And I think that's one of the suppressions. We're seeing people drop dead all over the place and, you know, playing fields all over the world in different sports. These are the, the, People that are in their prime uh, this is this is a wake-up Absolutely. call for people. They need that, they need to see that information uh, so that they wake up and I think that's one of the reasons why the white hats haven't moved as, as quickly or quicker because a lot of people feel frustrated that uh, you know there hasn't been a movement to really take these people down. Now part of that is you start to see some of the some of the black hats are going down because they had to get vaccinated too. It doesn't matter where on the scale they are. Uh, they, they were having to, uh, unless they were like super high, most of them were getting vaccinated as well. So we're seeing a lot of them are starting to uh, have problems and die and, and so forth. So that's that's a, that's one of the indicators that I've been looking at. Uh, we're starting, to, and, and some of that could be because they're being taken off the stage. Now, you and I know how people are taken off the stage. Uh, we've been involved in that. We've seen that. We've been part of those operations. So it, it's, it's hard for the average person to see uh, you know, these events taking place, but like you've been describing, you're like, well, you kind of laugh yourself. Ah, this is, this is happening or this is happening. And I'm the same way. I was like, ah, so I try and tell people as much as I can, but it's the same thing. Like you're talking about, unless they see it in the news, which is completely compromised. Uh, they don't, they don't want to believe. And it's, it's very frustrating. So we are the news now. So a lot of people are turning to us. And I think in the future, that's the way it's going to be. A lot of these um, news organizations are going to be taken down. They're going to be disbanded. Uh, we're starting to see some of that happening uh, here in the United States. We have uh, CNN, Communist News Network, basically has been or, or the Clinton News Network, depending on you know the time frame. Uh, it's been slowly taken down to the point where they're moving their headquarters. They're losing their headquarters that they've had in Atlanta for uh, you know decades uh, because the, the the numbers are coming in for you know their ads and so forth because people are just tuning them off. And so yeah. they're not getting the, the exposure they once had because people are, are waking up and they're starting to turn uh, to other uh, alternative uh, news sources. So that's that's one of the great things, you know, that I see going forward. And I agree with you. Yes, there's going to be probably, uh, unfortunately, uh, a large number, as there has been a large number of people uh, you know expiring from the, uh, the covid shot. But, uh, we'll be able to save a lot of them. Technologies that are coming out now are, are phenomenal. They're starting to creep through this control, big pharma control system, uh, that's, that's been slowly taken down as well. That's being exposed. Uh, they don't have the, they don't have the reach like they used to. We're seeing, uh, you know, like Twitter has, has come back from the brink. Uh, you know, (laughs) that was completely taken over. Uh, that I think we're going to see the other like, uh, YouTube. YouTube, uh, you can't put, I can't put anything on YouTube now. Uh, mm-hmm. if I put it on, they'll, they'll take my channel down immediately. I've had 13 mm-hmm. channels. Um, you know, at this point, I probably have like millions of subscribers, but you know, I, I do what I can on rumble and mm-hmm. uh, my own private channel, uh, like we're in right now. So that's, that's, that's the phenomenal thing that we have right now. We can reach mm-hmm. at least enough people that are like we are. We, mm-hmm we influence a lot of people. So I think the people that yeah. we reach are influencers as well. They're the awakened ones and people are starting to turn to the awakened ones because they've, we've talked this conspiracy theory in their minds for a long time and now it's coming true. So they're like, well, what else do you know? And now that's when the, the real reveals, the real wake up happens. We're, we're in an accelerated phase. And I predicted this would be this way because I could like a remote view. I see into, I see into future timeframes and what's coming. What's coming is absolutely amazing, but we're still going to have to go through a very difficult awakening period.
2: Yeah, I agree. And in terms of that uh, source of news, we, we've tried not to be a news network because our job is to build this organization. Yeah. But what, what I found very powerful is just facts, data and facts, particularly when we use their own facts against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, recently, uh, and just in the last week, I think it came out. That the U.S. VAERS uh, reported 100% of the deaths from the injection came from 5% of the batches distributed. So this, this is a very, very interesting little fact. And the, the, at the end of this, I'll read you what I, what I got from the press. But basically, the top eight states with the highest vax deaths were all red states, Kentucky, Arkansas, West Virginia, Montana, Alaska, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Tennessee. So 5% of the batches caused that immediate death. That's the rapid kill shot. And they targeted the red states. Now, that didn't mean the, uh, the the blue states missed out, but 19 of the top 24 for VAX deaths are red states. So, again, this now explains to the people the, le- the level of accuracy with which the, our adversaries operate. It's not some random crazy plan. This is very, very, very carefully planned and executed. Now, California, surprise, surprise, at least affected by the immediate deaths. That doesn't mean they get away with it because even though, Uh, Kentucky says 1,900% greater number of deaths than California. Even Florida, which is, what, 20th on the list, it's uh, 200% greater than uh, Florida. But they're the rapid kill shots. What we also know is they're the slow kill shots. And so everyone eventually, their plan, it won't happen, thankfully, but their plan, everyone would eventually um, succumb to the shots. Now, when I gave that, I, I, I reported that last night on an interview I did here in Oz, and then I ask the question, well, who in Australia was targeted first? Because I want to get them to start thinking. Even if I've got to use their own selfish self-protection mechanism to respond, I say, are you in the group that got targeted first? You've got to have a think about it because eventually everybody's going to go that were you in that first group? And I could, you can almost hear the radio waves go quiet as people are thinking, hang on a minute, did I get the rapid kill shot or did I get the uh, the slow kill shot? And so – those facts are critical in terms of making sure that we, we penetrate the lies. Because as you know, and this is our, our foundation, trust is everything. Because trust is just not there anymore. It's not. and it used to be. This I was, I was reading. What was it? There was a gentleman who was a carpenter a long time ago. One of his first jobs. And they restored old houses that might have been 80, years old. And one thing he noticed that none of them had locks. This is in the U.S. Small country town. The doors were being repaired and the house was being renovated. And he found that not one door had a lock because they didn't need it. It was not, this isn't an urban myth that in the old days, you know, we used to leave our bike on the front lawn and the doors unlocked. It was true. How do we know? Because the houses had no locks. They didn't need them. And so the world has changed so dramatically and they have to understand that this world that we, we want to recreate was actually a wonderful place. It was a wonderful place. The, they the, the killing us off. They're killing off the ones that want to recreate uh, a land for people, a land for humans, not for some elitist group. And we're going to get there, but we have to wake them up and, and shock them into realizing, wow, we have to defend this. We have to defend what we want. We've got to fight. Now, you guys have done it. You're, you're And it's unfortunate, but it's fortunate. You've already fought on your land for your land. We haven't. We've always sent somebody overseas. We were attacked in World War II by the Japanese. They sent some aircraft down. They bombed Darwin, which is our northernmost territory capital up north. That's as close as it got. We also got a Japanese submarine in Sydney Harbour. Uh, it sank the HMAS Cuttable, and then uh, they, they sank one of the subs now, or two of the subs. But that's as close as it got for us. So there is no history upon which we can draw. To say to the people, ladies and gentlemen, this is real. People want to remove us because we we're just isolated. We're a bit like the dodos who were hunted to extinction because when the Portuguese sailors turned up and landed on the island, these dodos couldn't identify a natural predator. So they just waddled up and, and said hello. And the Portuguese sailor grabbed it by the neck, stored them by the length of their head, and then ate them into extinction. That's what the Australians are like because we, we have lost the capacity to identify a natural predator. You, on the other hand, you can spot them. You know them. You can spot them a mile off. And uh, this is going to be Australia's coming of age in a, in a political, cultural sense, and we have to. This is us realising that the world is a nasty place. What a, my favourite American philosopher, Rocky Balboa, let me tell you something you already know. The world the, ain't all know, sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean and nasty place, and it'll beat it you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't, at hard, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, <laughs> that's not Shakespeare, but, God, it stirs my soul, I can tell you. I love that speech because it is so true. It is so real, and it speaks to a man. Um, and I'm not being sexist, but it just speaks to a man because we would rather die gloriously in battle than live miserably on our knees. And that's just men, and we're stupid. Well, yeah, we know that, but we're good with that too. We're pretty comfortable with that idea, you know. Shoot me, kill me, just don't bore me to death. But that that idea is now what Australia has to experience, and we will experience in the worst kind of way. Is unlike most wars, as as has been said. This isn't my analysis, but it's accurate. Most wars, the bodies pile up during the war. In this war, the bodies will pile up after the war, and we. And this is this requires. And it comes back to spirit and it comes back to your belief in, in, in certainly in, in our case, in a Christian God, because at the center of every culture, and this is what we're building here in, in Australia for the first time for ourselves, because we've inherited everything. We inherited, in fact, our constitution was, was part Washington and past Westminster. So we call it Westminster. It's got a bit of both. Our founding fathers took a bit of both. But we're going to, we intend and we will, we'll have a constitutional convention in 2024, depending on. Huge timeline where we're going to take the people through and they're going to decide for themselves by whom and how they're going to be governed. And it's up to the people, but I've got my model all ready to go. You know, there was, it was dreamt up like 250 odd years ago in the US by some very bright men. And um, in your constitution, in fact, there you go. And that wasn't placed there for the purpose of this um, interview. This sits on my desk as I refer to it regularly. And the Federalist Papers and you know, it's just extraordinary, this treasure trove of, of political genius that your founding fathers left behind. You've been through it. Australia is about to go through it, and we have to decide for ourselves. We've got to grow up. We've got to stand our own two feet. Um and I've got some great plans for this country, so if I have the privilege of having any say in a future government, uh, we're ready to go. We have a we have a pile of policies. Um and let me just paint it for you because this is important. Yeah. Again, the um, intention. And again, you know this, but in the military, you're doing a high, high-level job. The first thing you do is set your intention, purpose, method, end state. Mm-hmm. Purpose: what you're going to do. Method: what you, how you're going to do it. End state: what the world looks like when you're finished. And so we did this for Australia, one for the country. Mm. And the purpose was simple: save Australia. And this is going back many years now: save Australia. That's it. Our purpose is to save Australia. It's not to get elected. That's a means to an end, not an end. And so I try to explain that to people. Now, let me give you the end state first. It is a moral, sovereign, self-aligned Christian Western democracy, which is economically powerful, militarily intimidating, politically free, culturally vibrant and socially cohesive. And that's not a marketing document. That's a to-do list. And it's just so exciting. When I explain that to people, and I say it a couple of times, because civilians aren't used to thinking like we do. We, you know, We're good. We can see and analyze and decide quickly. They love that idea. But then the method, and the method, this is the toughest method ever. And this is the only one that will guarantee this never happens again. And that's success in battle, as you know, is not having to fight the next war. (laughs) So instead of fighting war to prepare for the next one, this one, how we win this has to mitigate against the possibility of this ever happening again. I'm not so stupid as to think that'll occur, but let's make it in 100 years or 1,000 years. Let's not make it next week. So the method is this. Australia One will create a moral political party which assists every Australian to reach their highest individual potential so collectively all can participate in the reformation of Australia. And now that's, that is such an elegant and beautiful phrase. What it means is we are lifting everybody up to their highest level, whatever that is. doesn't matter. That's your business, what it is. And that way everybody participates. And, and this is unique because, you know, your founding father said it. Abraham Lincoln, the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. In reality, and we're going to, and the process we're going to introduce will, at first, compel people to take uh, take responsibility for their political future, and eventually become part of their way of life. Much like it is with you. The Americans understand their rights. They understand the flag. They understand the, the Constitution, the oath of allegiance, all of that. They get it. Yeah, Australians are a little uncomfortable with that sort of stuff. We're a little little understated when it comes to that issue but we have to change that and this is the this is the foundation we're going to build over the next 75 to 100 years and we have to have a, a timeline as long as that um to make sure that we build a nation that will rival the u.s in fact i've said it many times you're gonna you're gonna to want to move here guys because ha, we're gonna manifest the greatest country on the planet now that's just i like saying that because, <laughs> because the Americans, what you have contributed to life on Earth is without precedent, was without peer, and I say it half tongue in cheek and half seriously. It's a compliment. It's a nod to you. You are the gold standard. I know you've got problems. I know you've got dramas. But that's life. I got it. You don't, you don't beat somebody up for what's happened in the last little while. And you are the standard. You are the example after the rest of the planet. And um, if we can take what you've done and develop a nation that might even presume to equal you one day, then then we've done a good job and we're looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I can see it coming. So, yeah, I, that's, that's a nice challenge. Uh, I think you're, you know, the Aussies, every time that I work with you guys, you, you always wanted to excel and you always did. And uh, that's, that's what I loved about, uh, you know, the, the Australian people. And when I started to do my, uh, my courses and so forth, very high numbers of Australians uh, signed up in uh I get to speak to a lot of Australians over the last couple of years, you know helping them develop their own intuition and uh, remote viewing abilities and so forth so there is there's a very high uh, level of uh achievement there in australia so yeah i would i would lo- i love australia it's, if if I were going to move anywhere in the world, if I only had one place, I would say australia so you' you're not you're not far off with saying uh you you could rival and people will want to come there uh, th- they want to come there right now, I promise you. So uh there's there's definitely uh a movement you guys are really picking it up and like I I've, I've been saying for a long time as Australia goes we're going to start to see the rest of the world cuz I I've seen that so this is very exciting. Uh yeah, we got a lot of work to do in America just to get back to our constitution cuz that's been mm. stolen from us and been suppressed and cha- and they're trying to change it. So we have to um like one of the things like when uh Benjamin Franklin left the constitutional hall, uh, there in uh, Philadelphia, a lady asked him said, uh, or do we have a constitution? And he says, yes, madam, if you can keep it. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, can we keep our constitution? Can mm-hmm. you create one that's as good, if not better? Absolutely. I remember going overseas in, uh, you know, uh, the middle East and, and talking to many people over there, Uh, They had the ideal of creating that as well. And I think the millennials are starting to create that. We see in Saudi Arabia where the king now is a millennial and they're basically throwing away all of the things that didn't work and they're starting to move in a new direction. So it's, there's, there's challenges. Yes, but there, there's also incredible opportunities. I think moving forward, people are starting to wake up as never before in history and we're going to throw off these old, uh, ways uh these ways of controlling manipulating enslaving uh that have and at this point they're literally trying to kill us off i mean they're they're yeah. trying to depopulate us we need to we need to really get serious about this and start to push back you are doing that and i i totally uh you know honor you you know for what you're doing ricardo so it's absolutely amazing oh, thank you
2: it's it's uh it's the most extraordinary privilege to be in this position i'm the lucky guy up front because as you know every team Leader has a, a magnificent team of, of of people behind them, but that the just you, you quoted Franklin and another thing he said was uh, this point. Well, I think it was Franklin. Um, this constitution is highly, it can, completely unsuitable for an immoral people. This is only a moral people can do, it. this is the start point. It, it is the start point. We must once again become a moral people, and we have certainly ceased to be one in Oz, and I suspect parts of the US are the same, and that's reflected in the fact like the fact that we have the most egregiously criminal uh, full-term abortion laws on the planet where a baby can be dragged out of a mother at the point of birth yeah. and its brain sucked out of its head. It's not called a baby because it's medical waste and it's, the parts are unsolved. It doesn't get a birth certificate. It doesn't get a death certificate. Now, this is five of, our, five of our six states has these laws and we must become a moral people. Now, in order to, you know, it's one thing to have me tell people you're a bunch of immoral bastards But what we're doing is we're contesting this state election coming up uh, in three weeks, 25th of March. State election, New South Wales. And we're going to run, we have a team. We're going to run for the, the upper house, the legislative council. It's like the state senate, for want of a better word. And as I keep explaining to people, we're not getting in there for four years to keep our snouts in the trough, or eight years, rather, to keep our snouts in the trough. We've given ourselves six months to reveal Evidence of crime by the polity, the bureaucracy, the judiciary, the constabulary, the military, the academia, media, big business, big unions and all the churches, synagogues, mosques, temples and lodges. We're there just to reveal crime. And that's all we're going to do. We're not going to pass legislation. We're not going to vote. We're not going to do deals. We are not going in there to to do that. We are going in like, um, who was the uh, the FBI guy that cleaned out What's his name? Uh way back when they made a Edgar movie. Hoover back. or? No, no, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> I look like, terrible oh. in a dress. <laughs> no, no. He, um, he, cleaned out the, he cleaned out the prohibition, the bootlegging, uh, way back when, and he had to find some honest people to do it. Well, that's what we're doing. We're going in with some honest people, and we're just going to dig through. And as, as elected representatives, we get access to information, we get priority, we get everything we need. And we're going to produce evidence of crime, and in six months, you're going to see a protest in front of uh, our state parliament house in the millions demanding that the whole system be stopped. You know, stop the world. I want to get off. Well, stop this. We're going to fix it. And so that this is the uh, an exciting part. So this in the next three weeks, we want the world to focus on the state election in New South Wales, spread the word that there's this team of people called the Australia One Group that's going in to reveal evidence of crime, and they're terrified. They're they they are coming at us hard. We've got evidence of corruption all ready to go. Bogus websites. We're trying to register our candidates on the website, and it turns out to be not the website. So when we go back the next day, they said, I'm sorry, we have no uh, record of you registering anything. And so all of this stuff goes on. Um, ballots, Boxes of ballots uh, disappear, and they end up in industrial waste bins at, in factory sites. It's, it's really low-level corruption, uh, and yet it's effective. And so we've got to get in and we want to make sure we make it as hard for them as possible to cheat so we can get in, reveal the evidence of crime, horrify the people of New South Wales, absolutely horrify them and scare them back into morality. And I'm not talking about any particular morality. Let's just talk about right and wrong, because I'd like to talk about a high level of morality, uh, an agreed set of rules by which we live, not a common set of rules, because a common morality, as you can imagine, only would appeal to the lowest common denominator. Well, that's not what we're about. We're a Christian nation, and we will return to being a Christian nation in, in reality as well as, as, as uh, demographically. And so we know what's right and wrong. You don't kill a baby. That's pretty simple. You just do not kill babies. Mm-hmm. And yet we've got these lunatic feminazi uh, politicians in our Labor Party. Uh, our first female prime minister was one, Julia Gillard. She's, a, she's an awful piece of work. Penny Wong, she's currently the foreign minister. Tanya Plibersek, all these females, and their, their sole job, apart from getting their snouts in the trough and sucking off the public teeth for as many years as possible, mm-hmm. is to get full-term abortion nationwide, no questions asked, publicly funded, and they're almost there. Mm-hmm. This is no longer a moral country. Australia is living pre-biblical barbarism, and before I get on this high horse for too long, Dante Alighieri's The Divine, the Divine Comedy, yep. that, that's Virgil guiding Dante through... Uh, hell, purgatory, and finally to paradise. It's a magnificent piece of work. But as they're entering, they first encounter this group that are mindlessly following a blank banner and being stung into action by wasps. And Dante says to to Virgil, who who are these people? And he says, these have been rejected by both heaven and hell. Neither wants them. These are the, the apathetic. They don't care. These are the, this is the worst of all places to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've become. We haven't become monsters. we've become apathetic. The monsters are there without a doubt right. but the great majority of us have lost our morality. we no longer can tell the difference between right and wrong. And for me, a moral people, and this is my definition of it, a moral people agree to what is right and wrong and then think, speak and act to advance the right and eradicate the wrong. It's as simple as that. And that's what we have to become. If we do that, when we do this in Australia, then we have the foundation upon which we can build the greatest nation that ever lived with a nod, of course, to the United States. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Ricardo, I think you're going to, I think you're going to achieve it. At least you're making an impact at the very, very minimum. Uh, and, uh, and let's hope Australia one, you know, prevails because it's, it's the best for Australia. Uh, We're having the same situation as far as like, you know, vote cheating on a massive scale here in the United States. Our last two elections have been massively stolen. Uh, So that's that's one of our great challenges. So I know with your leadership, you know, you could possibly make the difference there because I wish that I had I could have my team, you know, my old team's. Uh, to like, you know, get, go out there and make sure these elections weren't stolen, especially, uh, the one that just happened in um, Arizona. Uh, I'd love to go back, but I can't cover the whole country. Uh, the whole country was, uh, taken over. It seems like, uh, when, when Trump, uh, came into, in 2020. So the, the steals, uh, have to stop. So if you can get an election steal to, to be stopped and the people actually vote, we'll probably see all of that get, get taken away very quickly. Uh, it mm. it seems like I think a lot of people and we see some evidence of this because there are people that agree with this stuff. But I think on the on the majority of people don't. But the majority of people aren't voting now. Uh, mm. being, their votes are being stolen and uh, and either thrown in the trash bin like you're talking about, like I think happens in a lot of places or they're being uh, compromised and switched. So that's that's the thing that's happening uh, around the world. I, I saw this uh, when I was in Afghanistan for, uh, you know, I, I was like, well, I hope the, uh, you know, they, they, they use, uh, you know, this guy to be the, the next leader. And I, I, got from the Australian, uh, chief of station. Don't worry. I was like, what? Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, they're still, they're going to, they're going to make sure, you know, uh, Karzai gets in there. So, uh, and, and now we're seeing Karzai, his brother has like this multi-mansion estate here in the United States. So the money laundering, like, like you talk about the trough, you know, they go and feed the trough, uh, they get put in those positions of power. And, uh, it's, it's from these, these organizations, you know, these high level organizations like CIA, uh, having been in the CIA for 11 years, I can tell you there's, there's those of us in the front, like we know that do the good work and behind the scenes are people doing evil work and uh you know money you know drug trafficking i saw when at afghanistan they were like you know they're going to bring opium in and they were bringing opium in uh in large qu- uh quantities and that's when we had an opium epidemic in the united states so we know these people are evil we know they want to take over we have to expose them it's at great risk sometimes to us to uh, expose this stuff but it's it's worthwhile because people are waking up and we can change we help change the world so i know you guys are doing that and i I
2: love it. It's fantastic. No, it's uh, it's funny. People thank me for what I do, and I, I, I sort of shake my head because I'm sure you'll, you'll understand this sentiment. I couldn't do any. I couldn't stop doing this any more than I could stop breathing. For me, this is a continuation of the of the work that I did for my country. You did for your country. Right. It's just in a suit instead of a, a uniform, and uh, I'm now carrying a pen instead of a an M4. And I'm good with that. It's just so natural. I couldn't do anything but, regardless of the cost. And once again, let's say, and you know, a good a good, good soldier always looks at the best and the worst, and let's say I get whacked and I get suicided or whatever. So we're just cutting a path for the people behind us. It doesn't matter how long we last out front, as long as we're there, cutting a path. Eventually, we all go. Somebody will take up the, the machete and keep cutting through the jungle and get to the clearing. And so quite, I'm, I'm quite at peace with that. You know, we've had our uh, discussion with our executive. We talked about uh, continuity, business continuity. It's if I go down, don't even pause. Don't even pause. Just keep moving forward. You take a casualty in the assault, you know, sit there and hold his hand, off you go. When, the, when, when you've got time, you might do something about it. But you know, we've had this discussion. and I tell you what, if people think I'm hard, wait till they meet my bride. <laughs> she she might be in a wheelchair with multiple sclerosis, but she's the toughest woman I've ever met. Bugger, uh, that toughest person I've ever met. She is uh, I'll tell you what, last night we, we uh went to bed. I went to bed at ten. I was up at three. She went to bed at one and then worked until about five and went to bed for about an hour, and then came back up again. She's still at work. Wow. This is how this is done. And we just we just drive forward relentlessly. Mm. And they just can't, the bad guys just can't keep up. And I love it. <laughs> oh no, she's, she's just, uh, she's amazing. Without her, I guarantee you, This isn't some sort of passing or glancing compliment. Without her, we wouldn't be, you know, we are as one. There is not a sliver of light between us. That's the only way this could work. Cause this is absolute dedication to the level that you and I and a few others might understand.
1: Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, it's like, my anniversary today. So my wife and I have been together for 20 years. So we're celebrating today. So I, I appreciate, you know, all those, you know, it's part, it's a team effort. It, it could be. Yeah. And now we, we understand yeah. that. And we have always understood, but you know, even more so now, you know, that our family, you know, helps us, uh, at, at an amazing level, like my family. Yeah. Does. And then we oh, have some large quarters. And yeah, I agree with you. If I go down, I I've felt this way for a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm charging ahead. Now I'm, I'm very, very careful, you know, where I focus my energies because I know <laughs> if I go too far that out there, you know, I'm going to get whacked. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty savvy now as far as like, you know, keeping, keeping things in, in a, in a, in a good, my fire goes in the right direction. So, uh, yeah. and, it, and it's been taking these guys out and I, I can see some of the stuff I put out is taken up by Trump the next day. Uh, so it's, it's very rewarding. Uh, so we're, we're yeah. kind of like on the same sink, uh, singing the same tune. He just came out and said he's going to obliterate the deep state. So I'm like, that's what he said last night here in America. So that's that's very promising. So he's basically giving, yeah, uh, he's letting them know it's uh, you know you're you're done. You know I, I'm going to have public ex- ex- executions, uh, and you know the people want to see you guys being taken out so they can say okay, you know all these people that have done all this evil. We want to see that they have—they're they have, not getting a, a ride somewhere, not uh, being shuffled off somewhere. They're—they're they are they're gone. All right, we saw that.
2: Yeah, that's um—that links to what I wanted to say next, which was the unpredictability. Because as you know, a good special operator is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You'll—you'll say and do the most unpredictable thing and put them off balance, and you come back and you're back on your main effort or your supporting effort, or there's a roost. Or something, and uh, to your point about the executions, I said this a long time ago because we had our last execution in this country in '56. A guy called Ronald Ryan was hung in Melbourne, capital city of the state of Victoria in the southeast. And he was uh, executed for murder. We haven't had one since then, and the, the left always complain it's uh, it's 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 unchristian. It's 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 just barbaric to execute people. And these are the same people are killing babies, so that argument doesn't wash anymore. But when I said we will reintroduce capital punishment for treason and life, life imprisonment without the, possibility of for, uh, without the possibility of parole for sedition. They said, oh, no, this guy's a, a right-wing lunatic. There's nothing right-wing about it. This is just justice because the people have the right to see justice being meted out as opposed to some slap on the wrist and they get out and they're, they're back at work. No, no, that's all done. And they said that uh, it was too extreme. And I can tell you now, the one request I get more than anything else is, "Can I be the one that pulls the lever that opens the trapdoor on the <laughs> on the gallows?" Because they now understand what I was saying. And I actually added, "By the time we get through with this, you will think I'm too soft. You'll say I'm not executing enough people." Oh yeah. And that's probably tr- that's probably true too, because the bloodlust will rise. Yep. And that, in and of itself, is not a bad thing as long as it's it's kept in check because they have the right to see those who were perpetrating a genocide on the Australian people to see them brought to justice. They have to see it. I
1: agree. And if they don't see that they're like you saying, the bloodlust is going to rise so much. They're going to be pulling people out in the streets and taking care of business on their, on their own. So they absolutely, a lot of people are saying that's barbaric. You're going to do public executions. You're going to want them. You're going to want them going forward. Uh, a lot yep. of people, a lot of people want them right now. Uh, and that, yeah. that those numbers are going to grow as time goes forward.
2: Oh, they're growing in Oz. And I remember a story out of the U.S. It goes back 1850s, I think, mm-hmm. where they hung a man twice. Uh, but this guy did short version. He killed uh, the, the the father and mother and the children. And so they they found him. They put him up on the gallows and they opened the trap door. And they made sure the knot was just loose enough so it would slip off. And so he went through the terror of going through the trap door once. And then they put him back up and they put it on properly. And one of the old deers in the crowd said, that was for the little ones. Uh, And so they're hanging twice. So yeah, bloodlust or the desire for justice to be seen, to be done. Mm -hmm. Critical, critical.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting going forward. And like, uh, like we're both talking about, uh, it's going to be some challenges, but on the other side of this is absolutely a golden era. And uh, you know, people are going to be healed the med beds come out. The med beds are starting to creep out already. I, I'm involved with people that are doing some of this uh, t- uh, this stuff. And uh, one of them uh, in uh, Arizona just grew back a, a dog's leg. And uh, it's, wow. yeah, so the, that stuff is coming and people are like, where is it? Well, this this revolution doesn't happen until we take down the people that have stopped it. Uh, they they've controlled us. They've they've I mean, they've injected us uh, with this uh, criminal, uh, you know, injection that's killing us off on purpose. In one of our states yeah. we have in um, Idaho, they're trying to pass a bill where if any anyone, anyone, whether it's a doctor, nurse, whatever, uh, injects anyone with mRNA, they can be held criminally liable. Uh, so that that's Sounds good to that's, me. That's, that's a start, you know. So it'll yeah. catch fire, and then it'll spread, and uh, we'll start to see these people, uh, you know, pulled pulled out of out of their, you know, positions of uh, influence and power, like the Bill yeah. Gates and the Fauci's of the world. Haven't seen Fauci in a while, uh, and a lot of our politicians <laughs> are kind of, like, disappearing as well. It's kind of like just going off the scene, oh, I got, I'm i in the hospital now. Oh, wow, you've, you've been gone for a long time. How about that? So, <laughs> you
2: know, uh, it's coming. The other question I get about the med because I get that quite a bit, and I say, look... When it comes to comes, but don't wait. Stop waiting. You know the waiting place is a right. dumb place to be. Yeah. And uh, last night, this is um, the lost book of herbal remedies, and there's mm. there's no shortage of solutions out there. And there was a doctor Beautiful. famously during the the AIDS crisis back in the eighties, and uh, and this is by uh, Nicole Abelian, PhD. It's brilliant. But get started, folks, because with with the, the micronutrients and, and um, vitamins and minerals, you can give the body its best chance to do what it does naturally, which is heal itself. And this, I can't remember his name, and I wish I could because it ends more, lends more authenticity to the story. But he was dealing with AIDS patients in the in the 80s when it was really taking off. And as you know, uh, they were dying from other diseases. They didn't die from AIDS. They just died from things like pneumonia. And a, a bout of pneumonia for somebody with full-blown AIDS was a death sentence. And he had this one uh, gentleman who had, I think it was three bouts of pneumonia and survived all of them quite easily. And all he did was give them mega doses of, uh, of uh, vitamins and minerals and the micronutrients, allowing the body to do what it did best.
1: Nice. And so
2: there are things that everyone watching this show can spread the word. There are things you can do right now. Research, find it, take action. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like taking action to give to give, put that lead back in your pencil to really get that stiffen that spine uh, and, and realize that you know, your future is in your hands. The worst thing, They have done to us is convince us that we have no power, on any level. And Michael, you know that we have all the power in the world. Depending on how deep you want to go, um, given by God for us to use wisely. But even on the simple, the simple task of looking up and finding out what vitamins and minerals and medications you can use to protect you and your family, it gives you that confidence that you you have some degree of control at least in your life. Herodotus said that circumstances rule men; men do not rule circumstances. Well, yes and no, up to a point. You don't sit back and let life happen. You got to make it happen. If it works out, great. And if it doesn't, that's great too. You know, it's it's there is so much that everyone can do in this right now to keep themselves strong and happy, their fa- their family strong and happy, and upon that foundation, we can win every war.
1: Absolutely. And uh, you know, they're coming out from a lot of different angles. Uh, you know, not only the vaccination, but also the war that's happening in uh, Ukraine. They're they're picking on someone that's not a uh, a little little player like they have in the past. Like South Korea was a little player, um, Vietnam little player, uh, no. Afghanistan little player. So uh, and they they didn't really win those wars either. So uh, they just they just stretched them out. And those of us that were involved in uh, like when I was in Afghanistan, we were we were saying this thing is over. What's going on here? Uh, Iraq, <laughs> same thing. What's going on here? Yep. And they just drug yep. on and drug on and drug on. It was like ah. They're, they're causing this to, to continue because they're, they're profiting yeah. from it. It became obvious to a lot of us. Very frustrating. Uh, but now this war in, in uh, Ukraine with a major power that has prepared to basically annihilate NATO if they need to, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. And we're going to see not only the, the COVID uh, lie and the vaccination lie, and the uh, election lies, but also this lie about how we should be fighting Russia, all collapse on them, and they are going to pay, and they're going to be obliterated, like President Trump said.
2: That's well, two thumbs up from me, on that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Ricardo, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to have uh, more shows in the future. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to uh, your success with Australia One. And uh, come have you come back on and uh, talk about, you know, what's going on there. Uh, look forward to seeing Australia, like, you know, just kick this and just go to the next level.
2: Oh, you bet. No, thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for the invitation. And thanks to your audience for listening in. Uh, this is um, the best of times and the worst of times, just as Charles Dickens wrote. But fortunately, we're on the best of times side coming up because uh, in the history of this planet, there, was, there has never been a better time to be alive, maybe around the time of Christ. But that's a different story,
1: no doubt. <laughs> and how can uh, people reach you if they want to, Ricardo?
2: Okay, the website is AustraliaOneParty.com. com. Australia O N E, the number one. Uh, the sorry, spelt one O N E Party.com. That's the website. You can go visit the website. Be careful that some of the some of the search engines are. Uh, blocking us so the website doesn't actually have function but if you go on a brave for example as your search engine look at look for it there you'll get it on and uh, you'll access but they are blocking us the shadow blocking us on everything we're not on we're not on facebook we're not on uh, twitter we were they've got done. we're on rumble and uh BitChute. so uh, google uh, not google but search for australia one videos there there are hundreds of videos thousands of hours of interviews that i've done be careful uh, i do use salty language occasionally <laughs> and so I, I do apologize to, to, the, to the more sensitive ears out there. But the funny thing is I do apologize quite often for that. And uh, the little old ladies, and these are, these are old oldies in their 70s and 80s, and they come and go, you keep saying that. I love it when you when you get stuck in. <laughs> so they don't actually mind the language, which, right. is, which is just lovely. But, yeah, AustraliaOneParty.com. Check out Bitch, Shit, and Rumble for the videos. Lots of interviews there. And uh, spread the word so everyone is watching the result.
1: All right, twenty fifth
2: really? of March.
1: Yeah, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll put your links in the uh, description box, and uh, you know, everyone share this around. This is uh, this is a monumental uh, thing that's happening in Australia, so we want to you know give them the most support as possible. So thanks a lot, Ricardo. Thank you. All right, cheers. thanks,
2: mate.
3: Okay, to current events now. What do we see? Uh, well, just, to, uh, I think it would have been about a month ago, Trump, uh, put this out on, uh, truth social. He said, first come the tanks, then come the nukes. Okay. Get this crazy war ended now. So easy to do. Now let's read the capitals. First come the tanks, then come the nukes now. That's exactly what it means. He's telling us, get ready. We are heading towards the World War III scare event. Now, what do we see? We see this reflected in the newspapers, in the mainstream media. Ukraine under mass missile attack. A day after West Promises tanks. Ukraine war. Zelensky urges speedy delivery of tanks. So the tanks had been delivered. U.S. to send 31M1 Abram battle tanks to Ukraine. So you can see already that the rhetoric of World War Three scare event is, you know, the drums of war beating louder and louder. Even General Flynn took to Twitter and said, World War Three is coming to a theatre near you. Now have a listen to that word, theatre. He's telling you you're watching a movie. Enjoy the show. General Flynn is the people's general, it clearly says in the queue drops. So prepare. Then we get more and more articles saying NATO has already destabilised Europe. Is it about to, to deliver the same medicine to Asia? So, what are we seeing? NATO, or the New World Order, or the Nazi World Order. We know they're run by the Khazarians. Okay, we know they're being taken over by the White Hats. This is all theatre that we're watching, as General Flynn has said. Okay, and what are we watching? Which movie are we watching? Now, if you you see the movies, guys, (laughs) there's a movie called The Day After, and NATO is involved in it. And what NATO was set up for, guys, was to bring in the Nazi World Order, okay, to bring in that, although, you know, as you know, the New World Order, okay, was to bring that and to be able to cause destabilization all around Europe and, you know, to absorb, you know, a world, you know, to world reign. Right. NATO is ready. For a direct confrontation with Russia, but the alliance must rearm. Head of NATO Military Committee, Admiral Rob Bayer. Now, as a by coincidence, Bayer happens to be German. Well, the Rothschild's original name was Bayer as well, and it changed to Rothschild from Bayer. <laughs> no coincidences. Now, we've got uh, Putin's right hand woman. Right, and she comes out and she says, "Citizens of NATO countries should know that their bloc is fully involved in the confrontation with Russia, and that confrontation is gaining momentum." So, as you can see, guys, the you know it's building up more and more. The World War Three scorpion is imminent. Then we have Zelensky, as we know, he's an actor. Okay, after all, we're watching a movie, guys. Please remember. Zelensky discusses possibility of World War III breaking out. Now all this is going out into public consciousness guys, so we're not the only one seeing it. it's spilling out into the mainstream. And then we've got EU state's president urges NATO to cross more Russian red lines, so as you can see, they're pushing the uh you know the World War III scare. Then you got Zelensky warns of World War II. China backs Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Um and you know, more and more. US draws red line for China. Remember that one. China, don't uh give Russia any weapons. It's starting the, the rhetoric is building up. All right, and then we got here Russian spy agency reports on NATO arms delivery to Ukraine. Now it's become it's becoming a proxy it is a proxy war. NATO is involved, the West is involved, okay? But all it could take is just one thing to bring it over the line, cross the red line. NATO had issues warning to China. So there you go. NATO war involvement growing with arms to Ukraine. Vladimir Putin says the U.S.-led military alliance in Ukraine seeks defeat and liquidation of Russia. So you can see more and more how everything is building up. NATO is de facto at war with Russia, and that's from the Kremlin. Then you got here, U.S. plans to carry out false flag operation in Ukraine using toxic agents russian military says and apparently they're going to do that and blame russia now guys please remember we are watching a show for the masses okay this is to bring in the world war three scare event so we can bring in the worldwide abs a kremlin accuses ukraine saboteurs of attack inside russia Putin says, I'll deploy nuclear missiles this year. Now, we've got POTUS saying about you know, good old uh, Joe Biden, that he's the one that's pushing the World War Three. Remember what they said about Trump, that he was going to do World War Three. Remember the mainstream media pushed that in every which way possible. That Trump was going to you know, bring in World War Three, and Trump did the exact opposite. And now what is Trump doing? He's showing us. He's showing the masses, hey, this is the guy you voted for. This is the guy you wanted. And now he's doing exactly what you said I was going to do. Let me play you this clip.
4: World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America's last globalists in the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the national security industrial complex. One of the reasons I was the only president in generations who didn't start a war is that I was the only president who rejected the catastrophic advice of many of Washington's generals, bureaucrats, and the so-called diplomats, who only know how to get us into conflict, but they don't know how to get us out. For decades, we've had the very same people, such as Victoria Nuland and many others just like her, obsessed with pushing Ukraine toward NATO, not to mention the State Department's support for uprisings in Ukraine. These people have been seeking confrontation for a long time, much like the case in Iraq and other parts of the world, and now... We're teetering on the brink of World War III. And a lot of people don't see it, but I see it. And I've been right about a lot of things. They all say Trump's been right about everything. None of this excuses in any way the outrageous and horrible invasion of Ukraine one year ago, which would have never happened if I was your president, not even a little chance. But it does mean that here in America, we need to get rid of the corrupt globalist establishment that has botched every major foreign policy decision for decades, and that includes President Biden, whose own people said he's never made a good decision when it comes to looking at other countries and looking at wars. We have to replace them with people who support American interests. Over our four years in the White House, we made incredible progress in putting the America last contingent aside and bringing the world to peace. And now we're going to complete the mission. The State Department, Pentagon, and National Security Establishment will be a very different place by the end of my administration. In fact, just into my administration, it'll be a very different place, and it'll get things done just like I did four years ago. We never had it so good. We'll also stop the lobbyists and the big defense contractors from going in and pushing our senior military and national security officials toward conflict, only to reward them when they retire with lucrative jobs, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Take a look at the globalist warmonger donors backing our opponents. That's because they're candidates of war. I am the president who delivers peace, and it's peace through strength. There was a reason we had no conflict there was a reason we didn't get into wars because other countries respected us i entirely built all right from the beginning rebuilt our military it's a big reason for that they didn't want to mess around with the united states and now they're laughing at us we could end the ukraine conflict in 24 hours with the right leadership at the end of my next four years the warmongers and frauds and failures of the senior ranks of our government Will all be gone, and we will have a new group of competent national security officials who believe in defending America's vital interests above all else. Thank you very much.
3: There you go. So you can see that Trump pointed out everything about the failures of Biden, how he's bringing in war, and how Trump never you know, created any wars and he finished old ones. As they say, as Q says, you can't tell them, you must show them. And Trump also said about, if you heard what he said, about that he's never been wrong. About He was talking about World War III, that I've never been wrong. So he's telling us, prepare. Let's have a look at the next clip.
4: The situation in Ukraine is very dangerous, explosive, and escalating by the day. Joe Biden's weakness and incompetence has brought us to the brink of nuclear war. And now Biden is doing what he said 10 months ago would lead to World War Three. He is sending in American tanks. It's far past the time for all parties involved to pursue a peaceful end to the war in Ukraine before this already horrific catastrophe spirals out of control and ends up leading indeed to World War Three. And this would be a war like no other war, because this would be a nuclear war. As I have said many times before, Russia's invasion of Ukraine would have never happened if I was in the White House. Not even thinkable, not even a possibility. We must end this ridiculous war and demand peace in Ukraine now before it gets worse. And believe it or not, it would be easy to do. It would be very easy to do.
3: Yeah. So he just said it again. Now, Trump said this on uh, February 25th. This is the most dangerous time in the history of our country. World War Three is looming like never before. In the very dark and murky background, leadership is solely rep- responsible for this unprecedented danger to the USA and likewise the world. Hopeless Joe Biden is leading us into what? Oblivion. Okay. So the tone has been set. It's pretty much out there, guys, that we are heading towards this scare event. And Q has told us that this scare event is necessary and to comfort those around us when the time does come. Now, President Putin pulled this one out and said, Russia's strategic defeat goal finish us once and for all. All right. President Putin, West makes no secret of its Russia's strategic defeat goal. Finish us once and for all to finish off Russia. All right. They plan to turn a local conflict into a global conflict. Existential threat to our country. Now, Putin said this Putin said this, uh, I think it was on the 28th of Feb, a day before a particular Q drop reached its delta, which happened to be on the 1st of March. Um, So what Putin's saying is the big words, guys, that uh, the West makes it no secret that they want to get rid of Russia, finish them once and for all. And that they're turning a local conflict into a global confrontation, meaning World War III. All right. Now, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this Q drop. Q drop 2912. All right. 1st of March, we reached, uh, I think it's a f- five year delta or four year delta. Okay. And it says here, we're going to read what's in the kill box. That's what we call these brackets kill boxes. By time to start looking at the other side where the real crimes were committed, abused long enough. And it says carpet bombs are okay. Tactical nukes are better. Right. Right. And then it has a countdown, minus 21, minus 20, minus 19, minus 18, starting from the 1st of March, which I think takes us either to the 22nd or the 23rd of March. Something or a clock of some sort has started to tick. All right, there's a countdown. Let me read you this decode that I've done on this particular um, drop. World War 3 scare event decode. Putin makes a statement. West wants Russia's end. From local to global conflict or confrontation. Global war equals World War 3. Putin states that Russia will respond accordingly. Q drop 2912 reach 4 year delta the 1st of March reach Read the kill box. Tom's received five or five. Five or five means clear, buy, he had buy and then that was in the kill box means time's up. How do we know? The clock's ticking. Enough's enough. As it says, reveal the other side. What's the other side of what's been happening in Russia? It's in the Ukraine. Who's uh, the Ukraine? Who you know, what are they involved with? They're involved with the Iron Eagle. They're called, you know, that's about the Nazi world order, right? New World Order equals Nazi world order, NATO. Reveal crimes of Ukraine by deep state, right? So these crimes are about to be revealed and those tie to it. Do you think it's by coincidence that we're seeing now this Jan 6 stuff coming out? Now remember what Q says, one will lead to another, to another, and to many. It's coming. Uh, Big reveals are incoming. And we know, we can see it. There's a drip, and now the flood's coming. Now, carpet bombs are okay. What have they been using? Bombs, conventional weaponry. But tactical nukes are better. Now, I've heard that Putin has, you know, this is what's been coming out there about tactical nukes. Now, tactical nukes are of low yield and he could possibly let one off the chain which would set a statement. And it won't necessarily be somewhere where it's populated, It'd be somewhere like the Black Sea or somewhere like along those lines. Now, minus 21 and counting. Countdown activated could be days. Now, Trump has said 24 hours and he can solve it, sort it all out. Now, think about it. Remember when Trump left, he they treated him like a leper, okay? A lot of people, you know, that were sucked in by the mainstream media lies, by the government lies, deep state lies, you know, thought of Trump to be arrogant and a warmonger. And now Trump's showing everybody, and Trump was right. So there are no coincidences, guys. Let's go to the next slide. Next slide says on the twenty third of March. What did I just say before? Countdown from the first. And then the next 29, 20, and then you go here, the twenty third. And what does it says, clock is activated. Red castle, green castle. Right now, red red means you know, get, you know, it's basically. Stationary you know get ready it's alert could mean a lot of things could mean that yet yeah, get ready red alert green means it's a definitely a go, right, so this is some sort of countdown that is being activated now tactical nukes guys, as I said, are low yield and they're used to use for tactical reasons. It may be even used guys. What I believe, and I, and this is what I'm going to show you a little bit later on. But what I believe it may be used to bring down the White House, right? The corruption of D.C. One of those satanic buildings are going to go down, and it's going to seem that either Russia, China, or whatever has been involved in this. Something's happening. Right, stage set, 5 of 5, yep, 5 of 5 means clear, all clear, yes. And that's the 23rd of March, and we're reaching the 5-year the delta on this one. Right, now, this in the uh, Politico article, Norway warns of growing importance of Russian nuclear deterrent in Arctic. And it says there, tactical nuclear weapons are particularly serious threat. Norwegian Intelligence Report says, there you go. So there's that word, tactical nuke. Now, this was in a uh, mainstream media uh, video. And um, this one caught my interest. Now, um, this may be one of the ways and th- about how tactical nukes could be used by Russia. Let me play this clip.
5: There is a second option too, and that's called tactical nuclear weapons. Russia could use those. These are missiles with a shorter range. These are the kind of weapons that can be used in Ukraine. Russia has about a dozen central nuclear storage facilities. They're called Object S sites. Thousands of nuclear warheads and hydrogen bombs are stored there. One of these sites is Belgorod 22, It's just 40 kilometers from the Ukraine border. It is believed that Russia stores these tactical nuclear missiles in this facility, close to the Ukrainian border. Now, what happens if Putin decides to launch one? This, of course, is a hypothetical situation, but this is how it's expected to play out. First, Russian forces go to the storage site. They retrieve the weapon. They bring it back to a military base. The missile is made combat-ready. The warhead is mounted on the missile, and then it is loaded on a plane. Russian fighter jets could end up firing these nukes into Ukraine. We hope it doesn't happen, but we cannot be sure. Analysts say the threat of a Russian nuclear strike is real. In the month of March, Moscow had asserted its right to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine, and now we are in June, and Russia is still talking about the nuclear option. So what are the potential targets? Four scenarios are being talked about. Number one is a bomb being detonated over the Black Sea. This will avoid any human casualties, but at the same time, it will send a message to the West. That's scenario number one. Number two, a decapitation strike on the Ukrainian leadership, meaning an attack on President Volodymyr Zelensky and his advisors. The Ukrainians have been raising these fears from day one. Scenario number three, a strike on a Ukrainian military asset. This could be a military base or a supply depot. And option number four, a strike on a Ukrainian city. And I don't need to tell you how horrific this would be. In fact, all these scenarios spell horror. Any nuclear attack on Ukraine or its people would be a crime against humanity and Russia may not be able to survive its consequences. Knowing all of this, will Vladimir Putin still follow through on his threats? Is this just brinkmanship? Or is he serious about using a nuclear weapon? Logic says he won't. But history is proof that logic tends to not inform such decisions and that ignoring any threat from Vladimir Putin is unwise. So
3: there you go. You heard it. Now, as we said, guys, this is a World War Three scare event. The end game is to awaken humanity using... A worldwide EBS. Okay. Now, you see, this video was put out in 22 last year. But this may be one of the scenarios. Okay. That Putin might let one off the chain in the Black Sea just to make a statement. Okay. However, anything is possible. And remember, the White Hats have got control of what is going on. So remember that Q is event-driven. Let's go next slide. Now, Scavino, on the 5th of March, um, tweeted a particular tweet with a video. The video uh, happened to be of uh, Trump being on uh, Air Force One, flying. And then he ended up at uh, CPAC-23. I'm just, you know, I'm just a bit strange why he wouldn't be using Trump Force One in the video, but instead uses Air Force One, which is, as I said, that's what the real president flies on. So, this uh, particular video grabbed my interest. And this video here, I'll play it for you right now so you can watch. And then we can discuss it. Be advised, the president is- So you can see this particular video. To me, it just states that Trump is still the president. Okay, see him you know, flying on Air Force One, not Trump Force One, arriving at DC, and then lo and behold, he's at CPAC DC 2023. Now, let's talk about this. In that particular video, there is another part of it. There's a part of it, in the, you know, which really grabbed my attention. That part was when he was swirling his fingers around, and when you slow it down, lo and behold, you see a cue. Without a doubt, you see a cue. So, let me show you this. Okay, let's go to the next screen. Right. Now, have a look at this, guys. Watch his fingers. Or his finger. Here we go. There you go, guys. That's what Scavino wanted us to pay attention to. But also, it happened to be on the 4th of March twenty twenty three and there's a queue drop it's a Q drop guys that happens to be on that date that reaches its delta. Let's have a look. Here we go. Q drop eight three five. You saw how Trump did the queue? There's your mirror. There's your mirror. Okay. Who is he? The Commander-in-Chief. He is the top of the chain of command. Okay, and there's your 17 as well, right there. Do you trust the chain of command? Have faith, we are in control. Now, let's have a look at the top part. He's telling us to pay attention to this particular drop. And it says, we are fighting for life, we are fighting for good. We are at war. Not everything will be clean. And what does Q say here? Scare necessary event. Scare necessary event. World War Three scare event. It's necessary. Now we got here. You were chosen for a reason. You are being provided the highest level of intel, which is the Q drops to ever be dropped publicly in the history of the world. Use it, protect and comfort those around you. And that means, guys, when the time comes and more and more people are going to be awakened and they're going to turn around to you and remember the things that you said, they're going to come to you for comfort. And as humanitarians, we're going to have empathy and compassion. We're going to do that. Because where we go one, we go all. And that means we carry everyone on our back. We signed a spiritual agreement. Now let's read this decode. Uh, Scavino tweets, video attached. The original video is for two minutes and three seconds. No comms found in the length or the timestamp. Slow video down to find comms. Trump does Q sign as I've shown you. And it's been five of five, which is clear, comms received. Q drop eight, three, five reached its five-year downturn. Q says, mirrors are necessary, as we say. Q's in the, in the drop. You can see it's been mirrored to Trump's Q on these, you know, that he drawed on with, using his finger. And um, it's been mirrored in the POTUS's video by him doing that. Now, what is Q telling us? Do you trust the chain of command? Trust is is very important. And yes, we do trust the chain of command because POTUS is the commander-in-chief. And we do trust the chain of command. Have faith, we are in control. Thank you, POTUS. POTUS was telling us, we've got this, guys. Don't you worry. Be prepared, okay, and never doubt the plan or never doubt the whiteouts. Trump is letting us know, prepare, scary, necessary event. But no, we have everything under the control. The White Hats got this. We know Q equals the White Hats and are everywhere. Thank you, POTUS, for letting us know. There you go. Amazing. Amazing. So that's what I like to call a Q-proof, guys. No coincidences at all. Rightio. So now we're talking about this part. This part is very significant. Trump is speaking and he's saying, and if you put me back in the White House, which White House are we talking about here? We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Let's play the speech. Let's dissect what he's saying. Let's decode this.
4: And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not gonna let this happen. Not gonna let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. I will fire the unelected bureaucrats and shadow forces who have weaponized our justice system like it has never been weaponized before. Sick. These are sick people. And I will put the people back in charge of this country again. The people will be back in charge of our country. The Biden administration is the most corrupt administration in American history. Hunter Biden is a criminal and nothing happened to him. Nothing happened. Joe Biden is a criminal and nothing ever seems to happen to him. Because, you know, say what you want, but the Democrats stick together. They don't have Mitt Romney. They don't have guys like that. They, they stick together. How's Mitt Romney doing? Not too good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, let's talk about what Trump said. Now. On the 4th of March, as you know, Trump spoke at CPAC in DC. And he said, If you put me back in the White House. Now, do you remember when he spoke at CPAC 20, I think it was 21 in Texas? He said, If you put me back, or we're going to take back to the White House in small letters. What did he mean by that? He meant not the corporation. And you also keep in mind 1776, because he talks about that going back to 1776. It's going to make more sense a bit further down. Now, he said, their reign is over. Is is in the now time space. Now, Trump, to decipher this, he speaks in quantum grammar. Now, with quantum grammar... It works in the now time space. You have double negatives that cancels itself out. And I'll explain as we go along. So what he's saying is the reign is over. It's finished, guys. Is. It's in the now time space. Free nation, he repeated that twice. So he's saying that, the, our, that basically the nation is free it's free from the bonds of the deep state and um don't is uh said twice right and it's a double negative so that cancels itself out that means free nation free press free anything that's what's happening that's what's that's what is happening as we speak now why did he say this part in 2016 I declared Remember Q drop 837 there's a video and it's of very importance but also reached its 5 year delta on the 4th of March Now let's see if I can bring that up so I can show you that particular Q drop Fourth of March Q drop eight three seven. It says Listen carefully, trust. Remember we saw that mirrored you know, trust the chain of command. It was mirrored in that other cue drop that I showed you just previously. And it happened to be reaching the same delta. We are fighting for you. And God bless you all. Now, when Trump said 2016, he meant it. He meant it. Like he said, okay, in 2016, I declared. I declared what? Well, if we go to this particular YouTube clip, it basically shows what he declared. He declared that he would get rid of the deep state establishment. It was the video that he did back in 2016 when he was campaigning. Promises made and promises kept. All right? So that's what he's done. He's declared it. He's saying, don't forget what I said. And there's no coincidences. That is on Q drop 837 and we reach its five year delta. Now, he said, I am. I am, I am, I am your voice. Today I add, I am your warrior, I am your justice. Now I am is who? God. God said to Moses in Exodus three fourteen, I am who I am. I am works in the now time space, is omnipresent, therefore is God. What Trump is saying is that God is going to bring, you know, the justice, the retribution, okay? And that for those who are betrayed and wronged, humanity because it clearly says in the bible there is going to be retribution for those i am means god now let's move forward and it says not going to let this happen not going to let this happen not is equal to naught equals to zero. Two not is a double negative they cancel themselves out okay so when you get double negatives it's a cancel all right it becomes a positive going to let this happen, going to let this happen, going to let it happen, retribution, justice, going to let it happen. Obliterate, obliterate who? The deep state. Okay, he said the deep state. Now who is the deep state? It's DC, right? The DC Corporation Corporation. I will fire, and then he 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 said, "I will fire twice." He got, said, "I will fire," and paused, so he grabbed their attention to that. And who will he fire on? Who's unelected bureaucrats and shadow forces? He's referring to the deep state, right? Shadow forces, deep state, deep state equals DC. Then what's interesting is the next line, weaponized, he said it twice. Now that got me thinking. Remember, there was a video when we saw Trump, not not Trump, uh, we saw at the White House, the middle of the night, um, these little miniature explosions, like they were breaking down the walls, waking Weakening the walls down. Remember, the White House is a place of oppression. It's one of the satanic buildings. Obliterate, obliterate, I will fire. What did we see just before I just showed you? A countdown. Tactical nukes. What's a tactical nuke used for? It's used. For a local application. So. Think about that one. Weaponized weapon. Now. Why is this all happening for? Because. He said it twice. People back in charge. To put the people back in charge. Alright. Put the people back in charge. Now. Obviously he stated the obvious. Hunter Biden's a criminal. Joe Biden's a criminal. Because you know, Democrats stick together. Now, remember, there's two don'ts, which is a double negative. Double negative cancels out and becomes a positive. They have Mitt Romney. They have guys like that. They stick together. So when you start to use quantum grammar, cancel these Double negatives, you start to get the true picture as to what's going on. Now, remember, guys, the DC corporation, the amount of filth, it needs to be all brought down, obliterated, as Trump said. All right. It needs to be obliterated. I will fire. Remember what Trump said about bringing him back to the White House. But in uh, 21 at CPAC, Texas, he said, We will take back that glorious White House that sits so majestically on our nation's capital. Beautiful White House. That small letters, small letters, guys, he's talking about is not the corporation. We're talking about 1776 before the move to the White House, okay? Before the move to the capitalized White House, the District of Columbia Corporation. He's saying that small letters, the the one that is not the corporation, that sits so majestically in our nation's capital. Now think about that one. In 1776 because Trump keeps referring to that the nation's capital was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That was the very place where the Declaration of Independence was signed. There you go. It was signed in Independence Hall June the July the 4th. 1776 1776 that was the nation's capital now think about it district of columbia corporation is a foreign entity let's talk about 11.3 11.4 marker which means to get rid of it so it all should make perfect sense what have we been seeing? I've been seeing pictures of the Capitol behind there. All these things, disgusting mess. All these things that have been dug, you know. And a lot of people have been saying to me, FCB, these uh the White House. Been u- the White House has been used for doing trials. So obviously, the White House that Trump is referring to is not at DC. Remember, 1776, that's what he keeps talking about. And at the time, the nation's capital was Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, there is a White House, guys, in small letters, that is in Pennsylvania. All right? There are no coincidences. Now, this White House happens to be a, uh, a White House in Philadelphia. And it also happened to be the White House that um, that's where uh, Benjamin uh, Franklin, uh, no, Washington stayed in. And that's the one here, the Germantown White House, Acker-Deschler-Morris House, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, this one here. Small, remember what he said, small letters. There are no coincidences, guys, none at all. Remember, Trump speaks in code. Trump speaks in quantum grammar. And when you actually listen to what he says and pay attention to his transcript you're able to decipher what is being said. So, on that note guys, thank you very much for listening to my World War III scare event decode and hopefully you got a lot out of it. Until next time, God bless you all and thank you.
0: You have been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.